Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which, which is, is us. us. Today we're talking about immigration, impeachment, and Rudy Giuliani's divorce. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. <laughs> Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Happy Rosh Hashanah, y'all. Lashana Tova, new year, new president. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Hopefully. Let's hope. Let's hope. So is it, don't you put like raisins in your challah for like a sweet new year? Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's what it is. So raisins. I'm Jewish, but I think so. Sweet impeachment. Right, it'll be sweet, beautiful. No, it's gonna be bitter as fuck. Mm. That's definitely true. I mean, Trump tweeted about how there should be a civil war like this weekend, which is (laughs) great. Coming up, it's really great to see the president advocate. Like I love like like if Abraham Lincoln was like, no, we should do a civil war. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I love that. (laughs) Let's get on. Definitely, the idea of a civil war didn't originate with like it's time for civil war. Yeah, just just degenerated so far it, <laughs> but who knows maybe if they had had twitter yeah yeah Abraham exactly it would have shot off a couple Just quick and dirty yeah 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 <laughs> anyway elise what a week what's getting you through it okay um <laughs> wow so if anyone if anyone follows me on instagram at pandalise thank you uh <laughs> you know that i had something of a run-in with the company rent the runway this weekend i've heard um, of it um So basically, Rent the Runway had a company-wide meltdown that started a week ago. As far as, based on my extensive research into this, which truly has been a lot, (laughs) this began on the 20th of September. They overhauled their system at their warehouse, and as a result, thousands of orders did not get sent out on time. Dun, dun, dun. And considering that's kind of the whole point of Rent the Runway. Right, right. <laughs> this was very bad. And I, it's hard to talk about, um, <laughs> but I was affected. Oh. I was affected by the shutdown, my dress. The shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> my dress for my friend's wedding did not come. And I had to go to Zara at 10 a.m. on the morning of the wedding to go get my dress. Um, and I, I bought an outfit. I spent 120 of my own dollars. And literally the moment that I walked out of Zara, I got an email that this order that had been like, they had sent me things being like, it's coming. And then I got another email that's like, it's not coming. <laughs> Don't even think that it's coming. We're refunding you the money. Yeah. And we're also going to give you $200. I'm like, okay. Yeah, cool. carry on as if this will not come. Yeah. AKA spend Yes. Additional money. Exactly. I got this email like at 11 p.m. the night before I was supposed to get the dress that was like, it's not coming. Don't even think about <laughs> it. Forget it. Delete our number. It's never going to come. Then, Delivered. of course, the moment that I'm done making my purchase, the it is delivered to my house. Uh, but what's been actually getting me through with all of it is that uh, I chronicled this whole saga on Instagram and people were so nice to me about this very dumb thing that happened to me that I mean objectively is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone (laughs) but but I really did appreciate how many people truly offered to give me clothes I'm like you don't know me I could be smelly I could be totally (laughs) I could be like I could have like a bladder problem like you don't know anything about me you don't need to give me your precious wares (laughs) like 
That's so sweet. I know. It's like I'm all about like theoretically Red Throne Way is like it's good for sustainability because you're not yes. buying a bunch of new shit. Which is one of the things I've been thinking but about. But they like, got to get it together. Well, it is. I did feel like what happened this weekend, they were going full movie pass because yes. also they just, I mean, it's probably a small company. I know from the inside because they used to share an office at my boyfriend's WeWork mm. that they're a fairly small operation yeah. ultimately. So they probably weren't ready for like the deluge of customer service yeah. stuff. So then people are getting like more and more furious because no one's answering their messages and like. I mean, for me, it wasn't even that bad because obviously I live in New York. I could go right. to Zara. It's fine, whatever. But there were people who were like, live in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. And they're like, we're traveling for this wedding tomorrow. Yeah. And I didn't get any of my clothes. And like, it's I'm a bridesmaid. Like, you're just like really bad. You don't want to upset Iowans this time no. of year. No, 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 no. no. Um, I mean, I do hope that they come out the other side because I have enjoyed Rent the Runway many times and I'm probably going to put a pause. Probably not going to use it for the next wedding that I'm going to. But I don't, I don't, like, I'm not going to say that I'll never go back. Right. If they, you know, if there's a learning process that goes on here, I'm not going to say that I I wonder if, like, Melania Trump, like, after she wears everything, is like, dispose of this and like somebody that works for us like i'm selling this shit to run the runway i oh my god imagine if you're like i think melania yeah. wore this yeah. <laughs> i remember one of my favorite exhibits is this uh the first ladies exhibit at the smithsonian where they have all the yeah, first yeah. ladies dresses and melania took a very long time really? to donate her dress i to remember the first that i remember exhibit. that and i was like because usually the current first lady's outfit which I will give her was a chic outfit, yeah. that blue little that suit. Was, right. It was cute. The, was that the inauguration one? Yeah. yeah. The, she, like, usually the first lady's, like, outfit goes yeah. in there. Right. Um, and it's in, like, the center. But they had a Martha Washington dress in there for a while because it was, I was like, I was like, Melania probably burned this shit. <laughs> right. She was like, yeah. I fed it to my dogs. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I don't um, ever want to see it again. No. <laughs> All right. Amanda. Yeah. What's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Yeah. So I read about this story a couple weeks ago, but I was I've been thinking about it a lot this week because it came out before this whole this whole impeachment drama yes. and Rudy Giuliani's involvement. So Rudy Giuliani is involved in like a pretty ugly divorce, which is not funny. That's not funny. Divorce is terrible. It's not good. However, it's his third though, so yeah. he's probably I'm like, like he's, five. you know what? How seriously can we right. take Elise, number three? Elise reminded me that his first wife was his cousin. Yes, his second cousin. His second cousin. Yeah, I thought that this wife was the wife that was his. cousin. Not to our knowledge, but I mean, but I don't he's know. already divorced his cousin. Yeah, twice over. Right, and, and <laughs> in some of the articles about this divorce, they reminded the the way he got. I don't know how he got together with this woman. Her name's Judith, but he announced publicly that he was leaving his wife, and it was his second wife and it was the first time she'd heard of it Donna Donna Hanover that's how all the stories about this current first story was like so let, let's lay the groundwork he was just like by the way I'm leaving yeah. I'm getting married there's again a new, there's a new there's a new wife yeah, in town. there's right. a new Mrs. Giuliani in yeah, town exactly oh god there's so many oh so god. last he started getting divorced last spring they were married for 16 years and just as part of this divorce like a lot of really amazing hilarious details about Rudy Giuliani's lifestyle are coming out and that's just they're just funny to think about in this context now yes. that we have painted even a broader picture of what this man's life is like. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe it's like long distance wasn't working out. He's spending too much time in Ukraine. Yeah. She couldn't handle it anymore. So he, they're getting divorced. She's like, I think her deal is that she wants more alimony. She's claiming mm-hmm. that their lifestyle costs $230,000 a month. 
Well, maybe. I know. <laughs> if you're going to be an ex-mayor's wife, you have to look the part. And yeah, I mean, you're going to and from Ukraine. Totally. You're you meeting people you in travel Spain. Coach. Like, back and forth and back and exactly. forth. Exactly. He spent, um, she claims that he spelt, spent $12,000 on cigars and $7,000 on fountain pens. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Which is weird because he seems to use his iPad a lot. I don't know how much use he's getting out of those pens. He's on Fox News with his iPad all the time. Yeah. Also, just get one refillable pen, 7,000. I don't know. Maybe they were gifts for Ukrainians. Yeah, that's, that's true. He's, yeah. he's got these beautiful pens. Right. He's just handing them out to world leaders. Yeah, yeah. The cigars, too, maybe. Probably. That is a very masculine gift, a cigar totally. and a fountain pen. Very, the most, probably. Like, I feel like if you were meeting with a Ukrainian like diplomat, you'd want to show up you with. would want to give that them seems like something a fountain pen. Pen and a cigar, yeah. Right, right. And in the fountain plant is definitely blood of... Yeah, yeah exactly. Of a journalist. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Listen, it's dark, but it's true. Oh, sadly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she's claiming that they spent 230000 a month on their lifestyle, but he's only paying her forty two k a month. And so she has been flagging how much money, although he has made her pay for the landscaping on her Hamptons home. That's the funny thing about this story. It's just lots <laughs> of little details where it's like, I'll give you 40 grand a month, but you deal with the landscaping in the Hamptons. And she's like, absolutely not. Right, right. That was not our deal. Yeah, yeah. And he's sort of like, so Giuliani made $8 million in 2016. He has made cool. progressively less every year. And it seems like she's claiming that he took, Judith is claiming that he took the job to work for Trump pro bono so he could lowball his income. So that he could pay her less. Ah, yeah, I see. Which I don't know if that means like he agreed to work for him for free or just agreed to work for him at all. Like I just love the idea that that's how Rudy got in this whole mess is that he didn't want to pay alimony. And it was now, like, I'll just work for my friend Trump, like pretend that I work for him. And now he's like in this international criminal ordeal. I mean, that has the mark of a Rudy Giuliani scheme all over it. Like yeah. you start doing one thing that you think you're going to do to get ahead. And <laughs> yeah. at the end, you've committed treason against the United <laughs> States. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, fuck you, Judith. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. <laughs> just like, because you didn't want to give Judith back a fountain pen. Yeah, just because you wanted Judith to like mow the lawn. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. But it's the quote, this story came out a couple weeks ago and Judith, she had this quote in it that said, I feel betrayed by a man that I supported in every way for more than 20 years. I'm sad to know the hero of 9-11 has become a liar, which Yikes. like prescient. I mean, wow. And the, the article makes her out as like, maybe not the most um, low maintenance person. Yeah. But he's had a ton of health issues which I didn't realize like he's like fallen and broken all his bones he's had cancer <laughs> like, it's not funny geez. but it, it is like just to get the full picture of the last two years right. of Rudy Giuliani's life is so crazy oh my god it really is like it's like he exploded I'm like what like, yeah I can't wait for the HBO series that's like Rudy the Trump years yes and oh. it's just like medical drama oh. yes and she's a nurse so she has literally been nursing him back to health and she's like I was with this man for 20 years. It was not easy. He cannot not pay me what. Yeah. What is appropriate. So that's all going on with him in the background of all of this. Although maybe he's like, well, if I go to prison, maybe I don't even have to give her anything. Honestly, I think I'm going to just come down on Judith's side 100% sure. and say that he should give. Her. Can you imagine like having like just a regular husband wife argument with Rudy Giuliani <laughs> oh, where no. you're like, Babe, like you didn't replace the toilet paper and he's like yes I did yeah. and you're like no you didn't he's like of course I didn't yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like uh, and, and he's, he's like, like I'll tell you why I'm the hero of this house and you're right. just like okay did you call people morons yes he was like these yeah. morons <laughs> it's just like 
did you pick up anything from the store? And he's like, right, store? Right. What store? It's just like, if you have like an acrimonious separation, like, can you imagine just better? Like, a be- like she just must be like at home with popcorn. Oh, my smoking God. Smoking a cigar. <laughs> just being like, like this, is, right. this is fine. This is this is compensation enough. Yes. That but, is. Yeah. It is nice to be in the middle of a, a messy divorce. And simultaneously have yeah, like your ex won. be going on television and incriminating himself every single day. Right, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other like something. This is breaking news. This just happened. But Rep. Chris Collins of New York, um, he was the first member of Congress to endorse Trump. He just resigned after he was expected to plead guilty to insider trading related charges. Cute. So he gone. So another seat that we can get. I wonder yeah, where in New York. York. I know. Yeah. I'm like probably upstate. Right. My <laughs> Giuliani's district. It's either going to be upstate or Staten Island. Yeah. Would be my guess. He could be one of those like psychotic Staten Island New York reps. Right. There are a couple they're, of those. They're wild. One of yeah. them is like suing. One, a person that wants to be a Staten Island rep, I think, is one of the people suing AOC to unblock him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, imagine. I love that. I know. Imagine having the time. I'm saying that. I'm saying imagine having the time when I posted over 100 Insta stories about <laughs> Rep the Runway this weekend. So I guess maybe I am the type of you person who would thought about the next step in your career. Everything is content. Uh, yes. That's true. We are having children later in life, but biology hasn't changed, and we need tools to understand the future of our fertility. So a lot of us want more information about our ability to get pregnant, even if we're not there yet. And to do that, you need modern fertility. Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or you just want to know your options for the future. Your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive flags, Mm -hmm. red flags. So my dad has this saying, remember your six Ps, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Oh. So this is applies to that. If you're just like a planner and you need to know things ahead of a time, this is for you. I mean, I would love to know how many eggs I have. And um, mm-hmm. that's why I'm going to use Modern Fertility to find out that information. At the same time, Modern Fertility also enables you to talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or to use the timeline tool so you can plan ahead for when you'll be ready for a baby. And honestly, proactive testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000. But with Modern Fertility, you can get the same exact information for just $159. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sup. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash sup. So guys, I'm trying it out and you guys should too. That's modernfertility.com slash sup for $20 off your first fertility test. Okay, so main news we're going to focus on impeachment. There's yeah. been a lot going on. There's the weekend. Was the weekend a was wild. The weekend was news. wild. Friday. We're going to start with Friday and then sort of talk about what happened throughout the rest of the weekend yeah. and yesterday, especially how Trump's allies. But Friday night was like a flood of scoops. It was crazy. I've never yeah. seen anything like. It. I worked in a newsroom for. I was at HuffPost for six years. I'm not like a veteran journalist, but I'd never seen in one day like. This one after the other, just yeah. like my notifications were like alone. These individual stories would be like the story of the year. Yes. And they were just coming out one after the other. So um, should we go through them? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. The floodgates have opened up. Uh, so first up, uh, the New York Times reported that Trump took a meeting with the head of the NRA, Wayne LaPierre, to discuss whether the NRA could provide support for the president as he faces impeachment and his reelection campaign. Um, And then LaPierre asked the White House to, quote unquote, stop the games on gun control (laughs) legislation. 
Uh, meaning like basically, yeah, sure, we'll do our NRA right. dance and help you, but right. you have to stop pretending like you might be kind of open to background checks. Right. Which is all, like when he's saying stop the games, he's literally talking about Trump signaling that he might kind of be interested in someday talking about gun control. And they're yeah. like, you need to stop that nonsense right, right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw somebody on um, tweet like, I didn't see this episode of Schoolhouse Rock. Like this is not part of the political cause. And no. then after like, that's kind of, that's like, rises almost to criminal activity too like having a a lobbyist with these interests it also reminded me of like one of trump's defense of himself and one of in his press conference was like why are you focusing on this why aren't you focusing more on like health care and gun control legislation but it's like and nancy was like are you fucking kidding me yeah we've sent you so many bills but i like how he's like stop focusing on this terrible thing i'm doing why aren't you prioritizing this terrible thing i'm doing yeah like and i guess that was enough for wayne lapierre to be like Stop the games. Yeah. <laughs> don't put this on us. <laughs> it's also funny to like, I don't know, get in bed with the NRA now because I mean, obviously the NRA is still really powerful, but they've been going through their own, may yeah. I say, rent the runway-esque <laughs> meltdown <laughs> for about right. a year where they like, they had to get rid of their weird TV channel with that, yeah. ho- that ghastly woman. Oh my God. <laughs> is she? What's her, her name? Like, oh my God. I can't remember. Damn. She got the black yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and she... Yelled is at the Parkland student. Like there's a role in her name. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dana Loesch. Dana, yeah, yeah. Dana Loesch. Uh, she's like lost her job because they had to get rid of their weird TV yeah. channel. Like they've had right. all those like internal like crises and stuff like that. So it's like you kind of have to be scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. at this point to be like, <laughs> you know what? Let's actually get involved with the NRA more. And I don't even know. And the Times article didn't specify like what that support would look like. Like, is it financial support? Like, does he need money to help? Yeah. Pay for lawyers. It was just like in some way they will help him. I mean, you know, they're very good at like spinning him. Ads. Yeah, spitting him as like the only candidate you can trust to, to not steal take away your guns. Your guns. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that like if the NRA wants to, to their people, they can spin that like Beto O'Rourke quote. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Pull quotes yeah. from the town, like the debates that we all were like, yes, right. Great. But then they put like a creepy filter on them and mm-hmm. like. I don't know, yeah, add yeah. like fire in the background, yeah. whatever. You know what they do yeah. with their ads, their scary ads. Ugh. So that happened. I haven't yep. seen any follow up on that, but that's fucking weird. And then CNN reported that White House officials worked to shield Trump's conversations with leaders like Vladimir Putin and um, Mohammed bin Salman. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so this is part of like a broader set of stories that came out. Basically, So we know from like the whistleblower complaint that there was like basically a cover up like they put this phone call in like a special box yes. that nobody should really be able to get through get into yeah it was for like they filed it away in like the super duper yeah. classified section even though it had the call itself did not deal with anything that like was super no. sensitive yeah it and didn't that, need to be in there but they yeah. were doing that as a way to try to hide it yeah. which of course as soon as i heard that this was immediately what i thought yes. of like okay well we need to see we need to, someone like an outside person to look yeah. at all of the phone calls that are in there yes. now because right. the whole that whole box file whatever wherever they keep that like that is tainted now right. so we need to know what other calls are in there and I think that's what most of these stories that have been coming out have sort of showed is like there's a pattern of cover up cover yeah. ups like 
They don't know if that, if those particular calls went into the same box, but they know that they were like given a much higher, like restricted for people that had like a much higher security clearance than is normal. As for a call that doesn't, shouldn't have involved, involved something super sensitive, but they know like they know it's embarrassing. We've heard, we've heard variations of these stories over the past couple of years of like officials yeah. being like, yeah, this was embarrassing, but not as much like this is criminal. And one call with MBS came out. It was the same time that they had just murdered Jamal Khashoggi. Yes. They had a fucking phone call that they are hiding from us. That's that's crazy. I know. And that one of the calls is from Putin. Yes. And he did that thing where like when they met, I think it was in Helsinki, they yes. took the transcript, the translators like yes. records and stuff. So right. he really doesn't want us to, to, to know what he's saying. It just seems like treason to me. It's just him being like, I love you so much. Right. I think you're so cool, man. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like I know. I know you didn't meddle. I know. I do. Do, do you like me? Like, what do you right. think I'm cool? Yeah. Or like, we yeah. we listen to the call and it's just like really sad. We're right. Like, oh my god. <laughs> There's nothing bad. Even we're just like, oh, this is depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And the last big scoop revolves around Russia too, and it's that um you guys probably heard this one that Trump told um Russian officials that like it's okay if you interfered. I don't care. It's whatever. It's unimportant. He said this in, in like, I think this is actually from the same meeting where they did take away the notes um, where he told Russian foreign minister Sergei Lavrov and Sergei Kislyak, like, no problem. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. But Which, we know, of course, is what he thinks. Like, cause I, I can't believe, sorry, that he actually believes that Ukraine is who meddled. That's like the background conspiracy field. Yeah, this, right? that's his like... That, I, you know, I go back and forth <laughs> about whether or not he has convinced himself to believe the things he's saying. I know, or I know, what. me too. I can't tell. I do feel like one the like part of his lies uh, is lying to himself yeah. as well. Like I do think that he eventually does adopt the beliefs yeah. that he's putting out there. Yeah, but yeah, they're. the The Republican counterpoint has always been that Ukraine actually is yeah. hiding Hillary's emails like they have them somewhere. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And this weekend, one of Trump's own advisors went on TV. This guy named Thomas Bossard. He was Trump's first Homeland Security advisor. Basically said on TV, like, look, I told him over and over again that this theory that it was Ukraine instead of Russia that intervened in the election uh, is not correct. And Trump yeah. thinks that Ukraine did to help the Democrats. He's like, I told Trump this over and over again. Me and all my house, we keep trying to tell him he will not. He keeps sending people to investigate this and refuses to accept that this is the truth. And the guy went on to say, like, this is very disturbing what's happening. His own. That's I mean, that's what people I wish people would pay attention to. These are his own appointees. Yeah. That are saying this. Yeah, I do think like I do. It goes back to this like mob boss mentality totally. where I do think that he's the type of person who's like, I'm just going to keep saying this. Yes. Until. It's true or people have to pretend that it's true. And I really think that for a long time it worked. And with this story is the first time I'm really seeing major pushback at all on like on the lies in real time. Yeah. Like we were talking about it in the last episode, but like the fact that a reporter cut in on his like press conference to be like these things about Hunter Biden are not true. And then we're going to get into all the craziness on the Sunday shows this yeah. week. But I felt like they had the like these journalists are ready to be like, no, yeah. that's not what's happening. And they're doing a way better job of being like these theories about Hunter Biden have been debunked 100 percent, which like I'm really glad they're doing it now. But it's I was seeing a thread on Twitter, which is like it's kind of a bummer. Like 
when you see how it's supposed to work, it reminds you that like, oh, they could have done this for Hillary Clinton and all the stupid Uranium One stuff that wasn't correct. Right. And like all the Benghazi stuff. Like there's so much stuff about her that was debunked that like the news during that time kind of let slide as yeah potentially true that like may, where would we be if they had pushed back on that stuff then yeah you know? and even after like i think after trump got elected media organizations had like a real sort of reflection on like okay yeah. we didn't see this coming that means we're missing something that the rest of the country needs or wants or hasn't is aching for because this happened like how did how did we see this i think that was followed by like a real overcorrection. yeah like okay this is something he's saying so this is something americans believe and i feel like we've like the news industry has kind of indulged it for a little while. Like, let's yeah. actually explore this. So they're not, as Trump would have people believe, fake news, making stuff up, yeah. like really trying to like counteract that and be like, we looked at this. Here's where we came out. But sometimes just by looking into it, you're like legitimizing it. So I feel like yeah. this is the real claim. Like I, a lot of, a lot of the Sunday shows were just like, I generally don't like when anchors interrupt people too much. It's just not fun yeah. to watch. But this time it's like, you can't, they're not letting them lie anymore. Yeah. Which is, which I mean, so it's important. great to see. You yeah, can, if you want to believe something and you hear it and you see it once, like then it's you internalize it and then you just believe it. And I do feel like we're seeing them shift away from this like unnecessary both sidesedness that we right. kept seeing, which is like you know I think the climate change debate suffered from that because for years, like up until now, any time a news organization had a full on climate scientist on, they'd also yeah. have to have freaking uncle grandpa who lives under a rock <laughs> <laughs> uncle grandpa he's <laughs> like who like never right. went to school and he's like i think the sun is a chicken and we're like okay thank you uncle grandpa we've represented right. both sides <laughs> is he an uncle and a grandpa he, through incest or yeah, just because okay. he's rudy giuliani's <laughs> He's Rudy Giuliani's he's son, a grand, right? Right, and he's a climate denier. <laughs> I mean, with this, like this week or this weekend, Trump's administration is asking the State Department to go back and look at more Hillary emails. Yes, they're, they're telling 130 officials, basically just questioning them, and they're they're retroactively classifying a lot of emails. So emails at the time that were sent to Hillary or other officials through non-official channels, not super secure. But that previously were determined like they're not classified. So we don't really need to like look too closely. Now they're being like, now we got to look closely. And a lot of this stuff, it's like, it's normal. They're, they work for the State Department. They're out in the field. They need to get information to each other quickly. And there's not always a secure line. Yeah. I'm sure there are times at any point in history where like maybe you send something over that, that like in an ideal world you didn't. And maybe yeah. you have a meeting about it after. And it's like, you know, let's not let's do that not. again. But maybe when everybody's been, it's over. It's fucking over. And that like, imagine like... Because some of these people don't even work at the State Department right. anymore. Like, I mean, of course, there are yeah. like three people who work at the State Department at this point anyway. Yeah. So right. half of them are like retired, whatever, working in the private sector. And then you find out that the Trump administration has retroactively classified an email that you sent and that they're going to drag you into this Hillary stuff just because they want to bring all this stuff up again. Yeah. I mean, what? Why do? You, what is the benefit? Just because like Hillary's not running. I know. That's the thing that's strange to me is like, he still talks about her so much, but it's like she's not on the ticket. Yeah. And Joe Biden might not be on the ticket. Right. So all of this might be for nothing. Yeah. Is he you still know? trying to somehow like legitimize his 2016 election? Well, I do think that he is obsessed yeah. with 
the fact that he lost the popular vote obsessed. and he knows that. I think that. that's why he's obsessed with this Ukraine thing. Yeah, and he's obsessed with making like debunking the Russia thing because he knows yeah. that it makes him seem illegitimate. He knows he's an illegitimate president because yeah. he is for a variety of reasons. Right. Um, he knows that he's not up to this job and that he fails at it every single every day. Single day yeah. Like, so he knows that. Um, so I think, I think a lot of it is his own hubris that is why he's obsessed with the Hillary stuff. Yeah. And then I think he decided that Joe Biden was going to be the nominee or that's what he thinks. And now slowly but surely they're digging themselves deeper as it's becoming less and less likely that Biden is the nominee. Yeah. I feel like by the day. For sure. Like, yeah. and now I do feel like this um, scandal has hurt him, not in the sense that Democrats believe it, but in the Democrats are like, well, what if we just don't pick him and then we pick someone else and then you're. It's literally just begging for another 2016 where there's this huge, yes, kind of fake scandal. Yeah. It sucks. Like the, the scandal around Hillary was pretty fake. All the yeah. Benghazi stuff, but like it worked. It does mm-hmm. taint the candidate. Like I hate to say it, but yeah. it does. And I, we have people that are fine, that are great. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need Joe Biden. Yeah, like, exactly. This, it's all, you can't, it can't, why would we why would we choose this fight for another year? Because they are having some success making it look they love to make it look like Democrats like that veteran Democrats that have been around for a while have all of these like shady connections. Like, yeah, it's like they're just applying like the fear mongering about the Clintons and just trying to apply it to like yes. every Democrat over 60. Yeah. And like, I mean, Biden is obviously the easiest choice because one, he's been in government for a really long time. And two, he does have a family that's involved in things what i loved and we'll get into it with the sunday show stuff is that like the one thing they can never answer is like okay if it's not cool for hunter biden to be on the board of ukrainian energy company when his dad is the vice president why is it okay for your daughter to have a million trademarks in china while you are the current president of the united states (laughs) yeah and And she works in the white house yeah like, right. Also, also, Jared and Ivanka are always like on WhatsApp with foreign leaders. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, so like, we're still looking into Hillary. That about yeah. Also, like, I mean, all the stuff with his businesses, it's just like it falls apart so fast when it's right. like, OK, if this was if you're trying to say that it was improper for Hunter Biden to be on the board of this company, what? Would you like how can you answer? They actually asked Kamala Harris about it over the weekend yeah. and she had a really good answer where she was like, she was basically like, I'm not going to de- They were like, would you let your son, your pre- vice president's son be on the board of a Ukrainian energy company? And she was like, I mean, probably not, but right. I'm not going to de- like talk yeah. about this. She was, she was like, what happened with the Bidens is fu- like, you guys are feeding into that narrative. And she called it out too, yeah. which was very good. Totally. Yeah. So let's get into the Sunday shows. So yes. all these dudes, they were all dudes were just like out yeah. and ready to defend they did release Kellyanne onto the lawn of oh, the right. House. She's just <laughs> kind of running around, and if you catch her, she'll say something to you yeah. <laughs> about Ukraine. But right, you have to you have to catch her. Uh, <laughs> you actually do. Yeah, I do. I truly do. I feel like all the times we've seen her most recently, she's just on the lawn of the White House, and I'm like, do they have one of those invisible fences where, yeah. like, if she goes off, it like zaps her? <laughs> she just has like a tiny house in the yes. lawn somewhere <laughs> that she lives in and listens to Taylor Swift. Um, so first up, we should talk about the one and only Stephen Miller, yeah, who was brought out. I think what's crazy to me is I think that they really think of Stephen Miller as the big guns. Like they think oh, he's yeah, really sure. good at this and he's actually terrible. Yeah, because you don't see him all that much. He's no. really bad at it. Yeah. Uh, he went on none other than Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace and Chris Wallace destroyed him. Yeah. 
This is Fox News, Chris Wallace. Yes. Yeah. On Fox, no less. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was rough. Yeah. Um, So Miller Miller basically refused to answer a lot of questions about why Trump would think it's appropriate. Basically, it's like, why did you ignore all of the advice? Like we already they already told you that that like Biden's son didn't do anything weird and Biden didn't do anything weird. Why would you like step over people that you appointed to do this? Yeah, and that was another actually scoop from Fox, which oh, right. is crazy, that came out of over the weekend or today at one point that the Pentagon, State Department, and National Security Council all unanimously told Trump to release the aid to Ukraine. Right, right. And he withheld it and wouldn't say why. So that was part of what Chris Wallace was saying was like, well, why did he withhold this aid against the advice of all of his generals? Which remember how Trump was like, I love my generals. Like right, I listen right. to the generals, yeah. da da da. And it's like, no, you don't. Right, right. Yeah, let's play that clip. Yeah. Why did the president, if, if the argument is corruption, why did the president go against his own Pentagon and his own State Department? Chris. I don't understand how you can ask that question while at the same time admonishing the president for wanting to get to the bottom of perhaps one of the biggest corruption scandals concerning Ukraine in the last few years. I'm not admonishing anybody. I'm simply asking why did he go? Chris, Chris. I mean, this is is with all due respect, this is an exercise in obfuscation. Why did the president go against his own Pentagon and State Department? There's a tone of judgment in all of your questions. So, yes, you are admonishing. And I can't speak to. No, that's 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 judgment on your part. And I can't speak to every single mid-level and low-level bureaucrat in the U.S. This government. This is the Deputy Secretary of Defense all, what policy. I, what, Do you consider John Rood a, 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 a minion in the State Department? It's the president. I mean, he just can't. Well, first of all, Stephen Miller also sounds like his mouth is full of candy every time he's <laughs> yeah. talking. He's like, you're monitoring the president. I'm like, what's going on with you? I really like... Why are you judging me? It's like, that's yeah. his fucking job. There's a tone of judgment. That's the and it's point. like, yeah, bud, you're on the news defending the <laughs> Don't president. Don't judge me, man. Yeah, like, why are you being so mean to the president? Yeah, right. <laughs> what like, is going on with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. He I, has stopped painting his hair on his head, and I wish he had I noticed that. I noticed that, yeah. He was like, a lot of people might be looking now. I don't yeah. know if I can get away with this. Yeah, I really want to come correct to this yeah. one. <laughs> Chris Wallace really has like a, like a Nixon era voice. Yeah, he has an old school really newsman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of dark bargain he's got going on I at know. Fox, but he does. He's good. There, there's like real big internal clashes. Apparently, yeah. Like they're like he telling each other not to go after one another and not to contradict each other. But like, yeah. it's ex- honestly, it's fucking exciting. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we're inching. There's gonna be a critical mass. Yes, I'm not sure there's gonna be. There has to be. But I actually feel like it's in view now. Whereas before, I was like, there's no way. Not even one of them well, are gonna come out against him. What's interesting to me also is I was listening to NPR just did like a quick, like a 15 minute episode of their politics podcast over the weekend, talking about how many Americans favor impeachment, and it's basically split. Like right down the middle, but it is more in favor. It's like I saw this morning. It was fifty-five, forty-five. So is it fifty-five, four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At this point in Watergate, it was like seventeen percent right. supported impeachment. Yeah. Which is crazy. I know. And what happened? Like I, I read this article over the weekend that was like everything that happened in Watergate that turned people against Nixon, and it was just like it was slow. It was like a slow yeah drip where eventually public opinion was like. You know, he even stepped down. He's like, yeah. I know this is bad. I mean, it could. I always go back and forth about whether Trump would step down to save face in like Nixon style or if he will invade the I United think, States yeah. and start a civil war <laughs> right. as he right. 
alluded to on Twitter. Well, Nixon this weekend. stepped down, I think, once the House Impeached. passed the first article oh. of impeachment. And they had a bunch they were gonna, but once he saw one, he was like, okay. And then I think like I'm gonna be removed. maybe news came out that the Senate was like, we're gonna do I, it right, too. Right. So he was just like, well, shit. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. the guy that was fully impeached. Exactly. Like, I don't feel like being that guy. And even I think um, Laura Trump, who is Eric Trump's wife tweeted mm-hmm. something over the weekend where she was like good luck impeaching this and it showed a map of all the red districts yes but a lot of people replied like nixon had had won by even more and he yeah. was impeached by with yes even more popularity and also there aren't that many people <laughs> right <laughs> there are more people in the blue yeah. whatever it's fine right. i know republicans love that map. they love that they map. love to show the map with all the red districts Fine. You know what? If it keeps them if it keeps them sleeping at night, they right. can have their they can have their weird map. Whatever. Have it, Laura. So then Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's one of the dudes that you always see. I mean, these are all the these are all the dudes that whenever you see a hearing are the ones that are like seething, defending Trump. Yes. Like, how could you? Jim Jordan's one of those. He's from Ohio. Yeah. He went on State of the Union with Jake Tapper, who's my favorite man. I love Jake Tapper. I love him. Talk about big dick energy. Yes. Like, <laughs> like one hundred percent hundred percent he had a funny rosh hashanah joke today too he was like i'm still gonna be writing the old one on my checks the old oh. year oh. so cute i love him yeah so um yeah he's he had jim jordan on and they had so jordan spent a lot of time claiming that the whistleblower has a political motive i wanted to talk about this because this is something we're going to be hearing more and more yes of. because it it is in writing somewhere that they considered that maybe he did but they decided he didn't so the report like I'll just read read the quote. Although the Inspector General's preliminary review identified some indicia. I didn't know that was like another yeah. word for indications. Indicia of an arguable political bias as part of the complainant in favor of a rival political candidate. Such evidence did not change my determination that the complaint appeared credible. And I believe that's because there were just other things about the whistleblower that made them like he's not a he's not a partisan hack. And also like you heard you guys heard me just read that like. It literally just means at one point in his life, he might have expressed favor for someone that is not right? Donald Trump. Exactly. It doesn't say the uh, a rival political candidate could be one of the Republicans. Like, But that's the thing is like if you ever voted for a Democrat in your life, now you are completely off the table in their minds right. for ever having anything to say about Donald Trump. You can't like you can't possibly do anything for like yeah. the right reasons because you're a Democrat. Right. Which and is, the, yeah, the amount of times Republicans like don't there are republicans that like i was gonna post a tweet over the weekend that i thought was funny on sup about you know whoever is is supporting him now should be called a trump republican forever yeah and i was like that's funny but then i thought like you know maybe that's not fair like maybe we don't want to like put a scarlet letter because like people grow whatever but they do that they do not reserve the same generosity for democrats that could you know we're gonna i mean if we want to actually impeach him, which is obviously a very unlikely outcome, but we're going to need them to feel safe. Yeah. Switching. Right. Right. Exactly. We're going to. And uh, maybe maybe it's a trick and they do the this vote and then we pull space. the rug out from right. under them and we're like, ha ha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, too. Yeah. But like we are going to need to like let some Republicans feel like they can make this switch in good yeah. faith to their like party or whatever ideals they do have right obviously jim jordan's not going to be one of those people right yeah um, yeah he's he spent the rest of the interview pushing like this same unfounded conspiracy that 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 biden was that there was anything improper going on oh yeah and then jake tapper just he slammed him, him. it's I'm actually think- great 
Sorry, here we go. People are going, really? I'm not taking in light position of, in about light of how the, In light of what this president has been able to do leading our country, in light of the economic growth, what he's done with our Supreme Court, just what he's done with, with uh, the embassy in Jerusalem, a host of things, you really think the American people are like, wait a minute. So Rudy Giuliani, the president's private lawyer, had a conversation I with I think Ukrainian. that you came here eat? and leveled a bunch of accusations and allegations about, I level, about, I about Hunter facts. Biden. I didn't level. I just said the facts. He didn't get paid not, 50000 a month. He was paid by a foreign company. Yeah. He was paid by Burisma. But Joe Biden was trying to get a, a, a prosecutor who was not pursuing corruption fired. And it was it's supported. Amazing it was gymnastics you guys will go through to defend what you really Sir, think. It's not the gymnastics, vice it's the vice facts. The vice and I would think States. somebody who's been accused of things in the last year or two would be more sensitive about throwing out wild allegations. I'm not throwing people. out wild allegations. I'm throwing out the facts. You're, you're, uh, the the, what, the what? prosecutor was not pursuing corruption. That's why the entire West wanted him fired, including anti-corruption activists in Ukraine. I don't understand what you don't get about that. Wow. Do you know what accusation he's referring to? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do indeed. So Jim Jordan, before he was one of the worst people in Congress, <laughs> before he began his illustrious career as the biggest asshole in Congress, uh, he worked as the assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State University. What has come out this year? Oh, just that a bunch of the wrestlers at Ohio State University were being sexually abused by the team doctor and several of the wrestlers who came forward said that Jim Jordan knew about the abuse and turned a blind eye to it. So that's what Tapper's talking about there. Yeah. And that is just yeah. a blow to the heart. I love that. That's just <laughs> like to have that in the back pocket. I know. Be is... like, also, like. What are you like? Yeah. Why do you even come on these shows, man? Like, what are you right. doing this out? Is so frustrating. <laughs> they just don't answer. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. We're gonna play one more. Okay. Our fave, Lindsey Graham. He was Ugh. on Face the Nation. I've never really been able to like put um, a program name to a network until now. Like, I yes. know they're all out there, but I never know which one because I just catch them later. But this has this has finally like solidified my yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I'm like, there. okay, CNN, State of the Union, yeah, Fox yeah. News Sunday, Face the Nation. Yeah, yeah, so I'm Face the Nation host Margaret Brennan. So she basically, a lot of Republicans are using this talking point that the whistleblower's campaign is hearsay because um, he wasn't there. He heard it from officials who came to, who said that they were very concerned. Yes. Um, and she basically reminded him of the fact that that is true, but then the White House released the phone call. So here's that clip. You wanted the president to release this partial call record. I did. But you're saying this is hearsay. The complaint on a number of fronts is matched by the, the call the record. The transcript and the complaint are not matched. The reference now, now, to the DNC uh, server. Please let me talk. The, will you please, do please. a favor? I'm laying out the facts here. No, no you're not. The no, you're repeated making an reference to Joe Biden. Here's All those the point. things Joe are laid Biden out here. The fact that the, the attorney general was brought up. You know, you've got an opinion, i got an opinion. You got me on the show to tell me what, what I think. I think Mueller did a good job for the country and there was nothing there. I think this whole thing is a sham. I can't believe we're talking about impeaching the president based on an accusation, based on hearsay. Who is this whistleblower? What bias do they have? Why did they pick this whistleblower to tell a hearsay story? The transcript does not match the complaint. The transcript does manage the complaint and the White House like released it. Yeah. So this is great. This is like this is like, okay, like you're dating somebody new. You're dating a new guy. Yes. And your friend's like and he's kind of a fuckboy. And your friend's like, look, I heard that he was out with his ex. I heard it. And you're like, you confront him and you say, look, I heard that you were out with his ex. And he's like, no, 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 no. Here, look, here's a picture. And it's a picture of him out with his ex. And you're like, but that's you're with her. And he's like, that's your opinion. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't I mean, 
Who's, who's to say? She wasn't there. She didn't say you say your friend heard that I did. Well, look at the picture. And yeah, she's right. She's, it's there. Like she's there. Right. You guys are together. It's just bizarre. <laughs> I mean, to say nothing of the fact that in, in 1998, um, to impeach Bill Clinton, they relied heavily on hearsay. It was hearsay that Linda Tripp said. Yeah. I think that something was on tape, but a lot of it was just he- Linda Tripp's claims. Yeah. And they just like ran with it. I There's, mean, there was only one other person in the uh, Oval Office with Bill true. at that yeah. time. Right. I, think. Right. I don't exactly. think anybody else was there that for that. Second hand. So. <laughs> yeah. And then Rudy Giuliani, as we mentioned before, has just been on many programs rattling off a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Giuliani. Well, the Biden campaign actually requested that news outlets stop booking Giuliani because he just keeps repeating all these like debunked conspiracy theories. Yeah. And I get why they're doing that. But I'm like, please don't deprive us of this. I know. I One know. of my life's greatest joys is watching what Giuliani is going to do on yeah. these Sunday shows. And I I don't think I don't think it's a good move for him to take it away from us. Right. Right. Yeah. Luckily, I feel like it's probably a PR move by the campaign. Yeah. Like, yeah. We really feel strongly. Um, yes. Yeah. Like there's just so much. I guess I'll speed through. What's next is that the whistleblower has agreed to testify. We just don't know when he is understandably concerned about his safety. Yes. Because uh, Trump says that he deserves to meet him and face to face. Yeah. Yeah. And also has like threatened to he's like been like, well, we should hang these people. Yeah. I want to start a civil war. So, yeah, yeah, if I were the whistleblower, I'd right. be not as keen to right. uh, reveal my true identity. No, no. His his lawyers apparently wrote a letter to Joseph McGuire, the guy you saw testify last week. Um, the director of national intelligence, like we're worried for his safety. Yeah. Um, and I would yeah. be so worried for my safety petrified. if I was him. Petrified. This means he says if he's going to be impeached, there's going to be a civil war. And then. I think he said that, what, yesterday? Early yeah. Last morning? He sent off over 80 tweets over the weekend. Yeah. Normal behavior totally for normal. anyone. He said that, um, so a Republican representative, Adam Kinsinger, who was like, you can't say that. He said he was, that was beyond repugnant and he could not believe the president said that. Trump also referred to in a tweet, Adam Schiff, who's head of the House Intelligence Committee, Jerry Nadler, who's House of Judiciary, along with the squad who he hates, he hates, he referred to them as savages. Those people are all either Jewish or people of color, which is pretty cool. disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going crazy online. Oh, yeah. He's going yeah. It's, I mean, but again, I posted like 200 Insta stories about Rent the Runway this weekend. So I will demur on this point, <laughs> on the point of his 80 tweets about being impeached. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep you. I've been... Um, Keeping so I run the Instagram and I've been putting most of the impeachment updates like they're in they're on the feed too but yeah. if you're not in the habit of looking at our stories that's where I'm doing like daily sort of rundowns yeah of everything and they're that happens. thank you yeah. yeah I'm always tempted to do them as they happen but I'm like in an hour there's gonna be more like I posted yeah. it on Friday night and was like cool I'm done I like did some extra work and then I saw there were a bunch more scoops I had to add but if you're normally just going through our feed check out the stories too so that you can you can see what's coming up but um yeah, yeah. should we get into one more thing. Can you believe there's one more yeah, thing? Yeah, I know. Can we believe that there's actually one more thing and it's not related to impeachment? Yeah, the other eye. Um, so there's news on the immigration front. Just Quite a bit. as a reminder that all that shit is still going down. Um, so a federal judge blocked new rules that would have allowed the government to detain migrant children with their parents indefinitely. So we love Great. that. Another federal judge blocked ICE from using only a flawed database to target immigrants. So apparently ICE was using just really bad databases that are not updated they're mm-hmm. incomplete they're inaccurate that was like allowing 
ICE to keep people in custody based on these these databases that are just not. I mean, it's not. It's kind of like, well, yeah, I guess, duh. There's no way that the records are are yeah. accurate. Well, so. they don't. They didn't even tar- care to write down the names of the children that they were taking away from their parents. Right, like right. they have no. Yeah. They have no care for any of these people right. at all. And like, you can just tell by how haphazardly the whole thing's put together that there's no. They don't really care about making sure the right or wrong people are no. detained or not detained yeah. or anything. They That's not just, a priority. It is all a punishment-based system where the point of it is to be like, fuck you for coming here illegally. Yes. Like, fuck you for trying to be here. We're going to make your life hell now because you did this thing that we don't like. Right. Like, that's what it's based on. It's not really based no. on, like, even swiftly getting people out of the country. Like, it's just about detaining them as a means of punishment. Right. Yeah. And then lastly, another federal judge um, blocked the administration's expansion of they wanted to let immigration officers deport migrants before they could appear in front of a judge, which seems like seems a pretty like fundamental, not, right? Have in this seems country. like not how that's supposed yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a little bit of bad news, which is that the administration slash. I mean, this is huge bad news. This isn't a little bit of bad news. Yeah. Um, they are slashing the number of refugees that can come in here for, to a historic low to 18,000. A couple years ago, it was 110,000. And there are 20 million refugees and on these the are planet. Refugees, these are refugees, you know? And, like, people, you got to remember that also the process for a refugee to get allowed into the U.S. is one of the most, like, highly vetted processes. Like, it takes years. It's, like, it can be really difficult. It's really arduous. I know NPR, like, did a This American Life about someone who like won the refugee lottery to like come mm-hmm. here and all this stuff that this person had to like right. go through and like phone calls and weird dead ends and all this stuff. Like it was just really, really difficult. And so like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's and just- I believe when I was reading about this, I was reading about the difference between asylum seekers and refugees. All refugees are asylum seekers, but not all asylum seekers are refugees. Mm-hmm. I think with refugees, it's sort of like a lot of times whether or not you'll be able to enter the U.S. indefinitely is like decided before you come. Yeah. Um, whereas asylum seekers, they come here and they say, I'd like to seek asylum. And then that process is undertaken here. Whereas refugees, I think the U.N. is involved. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And part yeah. of the role is also that like local communities can say like, we can't take refugees if they're not going to be able to support themselves. Of course they can't support themselves. They yeah. literally got on a plane because they were going to die. <laughs> like they're they sorry. They didn't bring their shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like because that and there is like there are like programs to get people set up in houses yeah. and all this stuff and like it changes people's lives i mean think about like we have ilhan omar in right. our government now yes. and she was a refugee yeah. and now she's like i mean not in trump's eyes but yeah. uh she's like a highly productive citizen of right. the united states yeah <laughs> um, i'd say so i would say so yeah. uh all right, is that the end? That's the, that's the end. That brings us to the end. I'm sure a gazillion million more things will happen yeah. by our next podcast. We'll be back with you for two weeks worth of news on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but until then, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find up-to-date information on our Insta stories or yep. in our newsletter, which yeah. is written by me. You can find that at betches.co slash subsignup. And until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Batches.